Ukitazama Luka mlango wa 18 mstari wa saba hadi wa nane. Waona ya kwamba alikuwa akitanguliza madanzima ya ukengeufu kanisani. Na yale ambayo Bwana alisema kuihusu ili kusisitiza jambo hili lote. Bwana pia alisema kwamba itakuwa ya muhimu. Lakini unaona ya kwamba wakati aliposema ya kuwa atakapokuja mwana wa Adamu je atapata imani yoyote iliyoachwa kweli Kisha nikasema kwamba kauli hiyo yote ilikuwa nzito kabisa yenye uzani Kwa nini nilisema hivyo kwa maana ukitazama jinsi alivyoiweka bila shaka jibu mahali pale linafanyika la hapana kimsingi hiyo ndiyo alikuwa akisema ya kwamba nitakapokuja sidhani nitaipata imani yoyote hapata kuwepo na imani yoyote iliyobakia And yet we know that by definition apostasy is the falling away from faith. Na ili hali tunajua vyema kabisa ya kwamba kulingana na ufafanuzi ukengeufu ni kuanguka kutoka kwa imani. Falling away from faith that's what I've said. Kuanguka kutoka kwa imani hicho ndicho ninachosema. And then you go a notch higher. You say falling away from true faith. Na kisha unaenda kiwango cha juu zaidi anasema kuanguka kutoka kwa imani ya kweli. Na sasa ukienda polepole kabisa huwa utangulizi peke yake kama vile nilivyoileta ile siku nyingine. Waona ya kwamba Bwana alikuwa anazungumzia mambo kadhaa. Alikuwa anasema ya kwamba siku zinazokuja zitakuwa siku za uovu, zitakuwa siku za ubaya. Zitakuwa siku ngumu. Zitakuwa siku za giza. Kuna mengi kabisa ya kuchimba kutoka pale. Na ya pili, waweza kuona kwamba kimsingi alikuwa anahimiza wale watakao simama imara tulipoendelea kusoma unasikia kwamba alikuwa anazungumza juu ya wale watakao simama imara na ukienda hata katika kitabu cha Mathayo 24 katika Mathayo 24 pia unapata akizungumzia swala kwamba kutakuwepo na uovu wa siku kwa sababu ya kuongezeka katika uovu wengi watakuja na kuwadanganya wengi manabii wengi wa uongo watatokea na anasema kwa sababu ya kuongezeka katika uovu watu wataanguka 
from the true faith you see that kutoka katika imani ya kweli and many false prophets will appear you understand na manabii wengi wa uongo watatokea but when the lord said so i'm just trying to link up the two for you please lakini wakati bwana alisema hayo ninajaribu tu kuwaunganishia haya mawili when the lord broke that into four this is what he meant wakati bwana aliwasilisha hayo alimaanisha namna hii he meant quite a few things there i say he was saying wicked days are coming alimaanisha mambo kadhaa ya kwanza alikuwa anasema kwamba siku za uovu zinakuja when it will be difficult to maintain faith itakapokuwa ngumu kuhifadhi imani he was also saying na vile vile alikuwa anasema the dispensation of apostasy is coming when there will be the falling away from true faith Majira ya ukengeufu yanakuja wakati ambapo kutakuwepo na kuanguka kutoka kwa imani ya kweli. The third one. Ya tatu. In that simple statement. Katika hiyo kauli rahisi. He was essentially saying because he ends up by saying but those will be firm. Kwa maana alitamatisha kwa kusema kwamba lakini kwa wale watakaosimama imara. And when you read even Matthew 24 which I've referred to now. Na ukisoma hata Mathayo 24 ambao nimegusia sasa. Those latter scriptures because of the increase of wickedness hayo maandiko ya mwisho mwisho kwa sababu ya kuongezeka kwa uovu the love of most will wax cold upendo wa wengi utapoa baridi kama mshumaa wengi wataanguka kutoka kwa imani ya kweli and then he says however those who will remain firm na halafu anasema kwamba lakini kwa wale watakaosimama imara will stand firm will be saved wale watakaosimama imara wataokolewa. So he is now talking about persecution will be there. Kwa hivyo sasa anazungumzia swala ya kwamba mateso yatakuwepo. So he is talking about staging a resistance. Na kwa hivyo anazungumzia kuweka pingamizi. And the fourth thing you hear him talk about there. Na jambo la nne unalosikia akizungumzia mahali pale. He say because of that persecution there will be need to stand Anasema kwamba kwa sababu ya mateso hayo patakuwepo na hitaji la kusimama imara. Na halafu tukaenda kwa ufafanuzi, ufafanuzi wa ukengeufu. Na katika kufafanua ukengeufu, we found that the definition of apostasy is what really brings home the point on this cancer. Na tukapata ya kwamba Ufafanuzi wa ukengeufu ndio ule unaoleta maana kamili ya hii saratani. How virulent it is. Jinsi ilivyo yenye sumu kweli kweli. How aggressive it is. Jinsi ilivyo kali kabisa. How detrimental. Jinsi ilivyo ya kuharibu haribu. How dangerous it is. Jinsi ilivyo hatari kabisa. I say in defining apostasy. Nilisema kwamba katika kufafanua ukengeufu then you understood How deadly this thing is. Ndipo ulivoelewa jinsi ilivyo hatari kabisa kabisa. Because some of the things brought up there. Na baadhi ya mambo yaliyoibuliwa mahali pale. Some of the issues, the case that was presented. Baadhi ya vipenge, kesi iliyowasilishwa. When you define apostasy. Wakati unapofafanua ukengeufu. The case that is now presented out of just the definition alone. Kesi inayowasilishwa kutokana tu na ufafanuzi peke yake is what makes you understand wow how grievous ndio inakusababisha kuelewa ya kwamba wow ni ya kugadhabisha kiasi kipi because he says defiance against the established authority of god 
Kwa maana anasema ufiduli dhidi ya mamlaka ya Mungu yaliyoimarishwa. Kumaanisha kwamba kwa maneno mengine unasema kwamba haya ni mamlaka ya Mungu wacha sitaki sitaki kabisa. Ninakataa kabisa naacha hii. Kwa hivyo tuliona mambo hayo yote wasi tuliona machafuko kutupa kutokuti tuliona vile vile kuvunja kukaidi upinzani ambao kimsingi ni machafuko tukaona mapinduzi tukaona usaliti tukaona kukata tamaa wakati unaposaliti kisiasa wakati unasaliti na ndio maana ukiangalia ufafanuzi wa kiyunani wa apostasia ukengeufu kwa hakika wanakweza huko kusaliti kweli kweli na wanataja kiasi juu ya siasa yani kama ya kisiasa wanasema kama usaliti wa kisiasa so, in the political landscape na hivyo basi katika nyanja za kisiasa party, wakati mtu anajitoa katika chama kimoja cha kisiasa so kwa kawaida ni ya kukera kweli kweli so so ya kuhuzunisha kabisa kabisa na ya kuchukiza mno ni vita vikali kabisa kwa kawaida ni hali ya vita na kupigana kweli kweli. So kwa kawaida kuna zile nguvu za ubaya na hasira na kila kitu kwa nini? Kwa maana kwa kawaida msaliti analinganishwa na fuko. Ya kwamba umekuwa fuko hapa, umekuwa ukifukua hapa. Meaning you belong to another camp. Kumaanisha kwamba wewe ni wakabi nyingine. Na umekuwa ukidadisi hapa, umekuwa kachero hapa. Na ndio maana katika kufafanua ukengeufu Niliposoma Yohana mlango wa sita mstari wa sitini na sita hadi sitini na saba Anasema, "Je, nanyi pia mutaniacha?" To begin with they were not part of us. Alafu kuna mahali pengine anasema kwamba mwanzo kabisa hawakuwa sehemu yetu. They have been molds. Walikuwa wafukuaji. So when you look at these types of definitions. Na basi ukiangalia aina hii ya ufafanuzi wa kilindini. Then you really understand. Ndipo basi unaelewa. That surely surely surely. Ya kwamba hakika hakika. Apostasy is a thing to combat in the church. Ukengeufu ni jambo la kupigana nalo kanisani. Kuacha upinzani, makanusho, kukata tamaa, kutupilia mbali injili. Kutupilia mbali injili, kukana injili. Kukana msalaba. Kuacha msalaba. Kuondoka kwa msalaba kukataa msalaba kuacha msalaba kukana msalaba 
kutupa msalaba kutelekeza msalaba kuepukana na msalaba kubatilisha na kutangua msalaba kutoka kwa matendo yoyote ya maisha yako kupuuza msalaba kubatilisha msalaba na kuhalifu msalaba that is apostasy huo ni ukengeufu still in this very theme of apostasy in the church bado kutokana na swala hili la ukengeufu kanisani now i start here my opening statement is not any different from what you know na sasa ninaanzia mahali hapa na kauli yangu ya kuanza si tofauti hata na yale mjajuayo biblical apostasy ni kwamba ukengeufu wa kibiblia refers to rebellion which we know already inasimamia uasi ambao tayari tunajua or abandonment of faith in god au kutupa kwa imani ndani ya Mungu by those who were once enlightened na wale ambao hapo mwanzo walitiwa nuru number two, ya pili essentially rebellion against god kimsingi ni uasi kinyume na Mungu. And so if you wanted to know the topic, the main topic. Na hivyo basi iwapo ungependa kujua kichwa madaku of this discussion. Ya majadiliano haya. Today's, siku ya leo. It would be punishment on apostasy. Itakuwa adhabu juu ya ukengeufu. Or God's judgment on apostasy. Ama hukumu ya Mungu juu ya ukengeufu. So the opening statement there would become Na basi kauli ya kufungua mahali pale itakuwa Like I've already told you Kama vile nilivyokwisha kuwaambia It's rebellion against God Ni uasi dhidi ya Mungu So you, you know that there is going to attract some kind of verdict or judgment Na mwajokomba bila shaka yaenda kuvutia namna fulani ya hukumu All right Ama ghadhabu So because now if it's rebellion then he says kwa maana sasa iwapo ni wasi basi anasema katika Biblia yani kibiblia apostasy was considered a capital offense ukengeufu ulizingatiwa kuwa kosa linalostahili kuadhibiwa kifo haleluya and hence the judgment that was handed down na ndio maana hukumu iliyopitishwa upon an apostate juu ya mtu aliyekengeuka was of equal measure ilikuwa ya kiwango kile kile haleluya so i want to look at the judgment on apostasy na hivyo basi ningependa kuangazia hukumu ya ukengeufu and how the lord looks at it na jinsi bwana anavyoutazama ukengeufu because i think if i would bring out the judgment that the lord levies assigned kwa maana ninafikiria ya kwamba iwapo nitawaletea hukumu ambayo Bwana anaiambatanisha, anaiweka. The apostles, you know, the apostate church. Anaipitisha kwa wakengeufu kanisa lililoanguka. Ukengeufu. Then it will help me make some mileage again. Basi itanisaidia nikapige hatua mara tena. In just further underscoring to you. Katika kuweza kuwasisitizieni. How deadly this event is in church jinsi tukio hili ni la hatari kabisa kanisani and why it really needs to be combated to be fought na ni kwa nini linahitaji kupingwa kushindwa i'm saying if i'll be able to open up 
Ninasema kwamba iwapo nitaweza kuwafungulia. Na kuadhihirishieni. Na kuwafichulieni hukumu ile ambayo Bwana anaitia. Juu ya ukengeufu. Like Basi ninafikiria itanisaidia kama vile ufafanuzi. Kuwasisitizieni upya ya kwamba wow. This thing is grievous. This is serious. I need to This must stop now. Jambo hili ni nyeti. Jambo hili linakumaanisha sana. Hii ni lazima ikakome sasa. This now can never happen in church. Hii haitawahi tena kutendeka kanisani. So the first judgment I'm going to talk about because the Bible how the Bible looks like apostasy. Na kwa hivyo hukumu ya kwanza ambayo ninaenda kupeana bila shaka ni kutoka kwa Biblia. Jinsi ambavyo Biblia inashughulikia ukengeufu. Number A The Garden of Eden. Nambari ya A bustani la edeni at the garden of eden kwenye bustani la edeni god's original blueprint mpango wa kwanza wa mungu for the church kwa ajili ya kanisa was revealed ulifunuliwa haleluya at the garden of eden katika bustani la edeni god's original blueprint for the church was revealed mpango wa kwanza wa mungu kwa ajili ya kanisa ulifunuliwa That's point number one under this garden of Eden. Hiyo ni hoja ya kwanza chini ya hii bustani la Edeni. And never did the Lord ever factor in the fact that Adam and Eve na kamwe Bwana hakuwahi kuhusisha swala ya kwamba Adamu na Hawa would one day openly fall away from true faith. Siku moja wataanguka waziwazi kutoka kwa imani ya kweli upon therefore na walipoanguka the lord bwana then allocated a verdict ndipo bwana alipofanya uamuzi of judgment wa hukumu that was commensurate with the weight of the offense iliyolingana na uzito wa lile kosa the weight commensurate to equal measure to the offense yani inayolingana na uzito wa lile kosa the book of genesis chapter 3 verses 22-24 kitabu cha mwanzo mlango wa 3 mstari wa 23 hadi wa 24 because he say kwa maana anasema that look it was well kwa maana anasema kwamba tazama ilikuwa salama it was not supposed to be punishing of whatever haikuwa ya kusudi la kuadhibu the creation no? kuadhibu viumbe to be punished kuadhibu lakini sasa anasema kwamba wakati palikuwepo na huo mwanguko basi sasa kuna hii na ndio maana unaona kwamba pale mwanzoni anasema uasi dhidi ya Mungu ndio sababu nilileta huo ufafanuzi so when you, you rebel against the lord kwa hivyo wakati unaasi dhidi ya Bwana you only expect to do it to attract wrath Unatarajia tu kuvutia ghadhabu yake. Hukumu. Na sasa tunaenda katika matokeo ya mwanguko huo. So Kwa hivyo kuna mfululizo mahali pale. So Genesis chapter 3 verses 22-24. Kwa hivyo mwanzo mlango wa tatu mstari wa 22 hadi wa 24. Bwana Mungu akasema, "Basi huyu mtu amekuwa kama mmoja wetu." kwa kujua mema na mabaya na sasa asije akanyosha mkono wake akatwaa matunda ya mti wa uzima 
akala akaishi milele kwa hiyo bwana mungu akamtoa katika bustani ya edeni aelime ardhi ambayo katika hiyo alitwaliwa unatoa swala kwamba palikuwepo na mwanguko so men took another route another road kwa hivyo wanadamu walichukua njia nyingine barabara nyingine the next thing you pull out is this that there are consequences to sin na jambo lingine unalotoa mahali hapo ni hili ya kwamba pana matokeo ya dhambi to that fall kwa huo mwanguko consequences to apostasy essentially that's what we're dealing with today matokeo ya ukengeufu kimsingi ndilo tunaloshughulikia siku ya leo that apostasy has consequences ukengeufu una matokeo yake and as you are pulling out that very important aspect of this segment here na wakati unatoa swala hilo la muhimu kabisa la hii awamu ya kwamba ukengeufu una matokeo yake jambo la tatu tunalaona ni hili ya kuwa sasa wacha tukamfutilie mbali wacha tukamtupe nje kutoka katika hii bustani bwana alisema kwamba wacha tukawatupe tuwatupe nje tuwafukuze nje ya bustani la edeni na basi jambo la kwanza ambalo ungependa kushughulikia kwa kanisa ni swali hili kuwatupa kutoka katika bustani hii ya edeni basi je bustani hiyo ilikuwa nini hii bustani ni nini ambamo walitupwa kutoka hapo kama matokeo? Haleluya. And you know the garden. Na mwajua ya kwamba bustani the garden of Eden. Bustani ya Edeni. If you go to to Spanish. Ukienda katika Kispaniola. If you go to Swahili. Ukienda kwa Kiswahili. You go also to Hebrew. Uende pia kwa Kiebrania. Arabic. Kiarabu. What many languages call until today if you read their text lugha nyingi tofauti tofauti hata mpaka wa sasa ukisoma maandishi yao bustani hiyo wanaiita paradiso ili ya kwamba mkapate kuelewa uzito wa hukumu iliyopitishwa iliyokuwa inapitishwa je mwaelewa ni lazima mkaelewe ile kanuni Because he's saying kwa kuwa anasema that uh, because man has fallen away from true faith yakuwa kwa sababu mwanadamu wameanguka kutoka kwa imani ya kweli then now let us throw him out basi sasa wacha tukamtupe nje let us cast him out of the garden of eden wacha tukamtupe nje ya bustani ya edeni But you won't know the gravity of the judgment. Lakini hautajua uzito wa hukumu ile. The weight of the judgment. Uzani wa hiyo hukumu. Until you understand the privileges that he has now to forgo for that sin. Hadi uelewe zile tunuko ambazo sasa ni lazima ataziacha kwa sababu ya hiyo dhambi. So now we are beginning to understand right from the beginning. Kwa hivyo sasa tunaanza kuelewa moja kwa moja kuanzia mwanzo. What was God's judgment? What judgment did the Lord apportion? Hukumu ya Mungu ilikuwa ipi? Ni hukumu gani ambayo Mungu aliitenga? Apostasy. Kwa ajili ya ukengeufu. 
Hallelujah. And right away we see na moja kwa moja tunaona that apostasy from the beginning from creation in the garden of eden ya kwamba ukengeufu kutoka mwanzoni kutoka wakati wa uumbaji kutoka katika bustani ya edeni attracted the judgment of being cast out ukengeufu ulivutia hukumu ya kutupwa nje kutupwa nje ya bustani the garden of eden bustani ya edeni but now We will not understand much of what that means. Lakini sasa hatutaelewa mengi ya maana yake. Except now we understand that that garden was actually paradise. Isipokuwa tuelewe ya kwamba bustani hiyo kwa kweli ilikuwa ni paradiso. 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 And paradise na paradiso Look at this now. You can now go to the dictionary and say but how does the dictionary define paradiso? Paradise. Sasa unaweza kwenda katika kamusi na kutafuta kujua kwamba je ni kwa namna gani kamusi inachambua paradiso na halafu utayasikia yafuatayo hali ya furaha kiwango cha juu kabisa cha ubarikiwa hali ya amani kiwango cha juu kabisa cha utulivu utasikia mambo kwa mfano kama vile mahali ulipo mti wa uzima mahali ambapo hakuna kufa mahali hakuna magonjwa jemmesikia hiyo anasema kwamba mbinguni bustani ya edeni anaposema kwamba hoja ya kwanza kutupwa nje hiyo mwanzo mlango wa tatu mstari wa 22 hadi wa 24 basi chini yake a kuna mambo mengi mahali pale kutupwa nje mwa paradiso lakini sikiza hii hiyo kutupwa kutoka paradiso inayoyafuatayo sasa paradiso paradise paradiso we are now beginning to understand that in that arrangement sasa tunaanza kuelewa ya kwamba katika huo mpangilio the first place to go to the first place where judgment was levied mahali pa kwanza pa kwenda mahali pa kwanza ambapo hukumu iliamuliwa the first place here here you see that mahali pa kwanza hapa you know i've deliberately left out the events of heaven right kima kusudi nimewacha nje matukio ya mbinguni kima kusudi nitafikia hapo pale mwishoni maana sasa ni kanisa hapa anasema jambo la kwanza unaloliona hapo ni ya kwamba kuna kuanguka kutoka kwa imani na adamu na hawa kwa hivyo kichwa chako ni hiyo mwanzo juu ya bustani ya Edeni. Kwa hivyo kile kipengee cha bustani ya Edeni kina mwanzo. Kwa hivyo kuanguka. Wakati kuna kule kuanguka, sasa mwanadamu anatupwa nje. Anatupwa nje mwa paradiso, nje mwa bustani la Edeni. Alafu sasa unachambua bustani la Edeni. 
Hiyo sasa ni nambari ya tatu chini ya hicho kichwa kidogo. Wakati unatupa kutoka paradiso sasa ya tatu paradise cast for paradise. Paradiso kutupa kutoka paradiso. Tuseme hiyo ni hoja yako ya tatu. Iwapo hoja yako ya kwanza kabisa ni bustani ya Edeni. Chini yake kuna A B na C. A ni ukengeufu. B ni kutupa nje wa bustani ya Edeni. Alafu C inakuwa paradiso. Kwa hivyo moja kwa moja unaanza kuelewa gharama ya ukengeufu. Moja kwa moja unaanza kuelewa hukumu juu ya ukengeufu. Hilo ndilo jambo la kwanza unalolipata hapo. Kwa maana sasa anatuambia ya kuwa walipotupa nje mwa bustani ya Edeni kimsingi walitupa nje mwa paradiso lakini sasa kamsi yangu inaniambia iwapo haukujua kimsingi kwa hakika walitupwa kutoka binguni wakati ninapoona ufafanuzi huo mahali hapa inakaa nikana kwamba inafafanua mbinguni kwa maana kwa hakika unaanza kuelewa ya kwamba kwa sababu ya huu ukengeufu paradiso ilisongeshwa hadi mbinguni na ndio maana kila mara tunasema kwamba tunaenda paradiso paradiso ni mbinguni kwa sasa hiyo itakusababisha ukapata kuelewa uzito wa ukengeufu na matokeo yake sio mzaha kwa hivyo sasa tunashughulikia bustani ya Edeni. So, Tazama hii sasa. Kauli hiyo ina mengi. Why? Kwa nini? Kwa maana unapata kwamba wakati anaposema katika mwanzo mlango wa tatu mstari wa 22 hadi wa 24. Ya kwamba anawatupa nje mwa bustani ya Edeni. Lakini kuna mambo anayoyataja mahali pale. Anasema kwamba sasa wasiwahi kamwe mara tena kuufikia mti wa uzima na majani yake. Si hicho ndicho anachosema mahali pale. So kwa hivyo unaanza kuelewa mara tena ya kwamba kule paradiso Eden, katika bustani ya Edeni kutakuwepo na mti wa uzima. Na iwapo kama ningekuwa wewe nitataka nijue. Je, faida ni zipi za kuwa karibu na mti wa uzima? Ama kuufikia. So I really this sanction, what it does. Ili kwamba nikaelewe vizuri kabisa uamzi huu unafanya nini? How grave it is. Ni mzito kiasi gani? How grave it is this penalty. 
jinsi ilivyo kutisha kabisa hii adhabu then you will understand that the tree of life is the one whose leaves when you pluck and eat hapo ndipo utakapoelewa kwamba mti wa uzima ndio ule ambao majani yake ukiyatwa na kuyakula unaishi milele na milele so all those things you can find tree of life kwa mambo hayo yote waweza kuyapata mti wa uzima so if you say that is throwing them away from the garden kwa hivyo iwapo anasema kwamba anawatupa kutoka kwa bustani never ever to come any closer wasiwahi kamwe kuja karibu tena the tree of life or gain access to the tree and sleep karibu na mti wa uzima au kuufikia mti ule na majani yake then he say the tree is what basi anasema kwamba mti huo uko wapi hey! so you understood where he was throwing them from kwa hivyo unaelewa alikuwa anawatupa kutoka wapi So you understand what apostasy does to the church Kwa hivyo unaelewa kile ambacho ukengeufu unalifanyia kanisa Now you understand the penalty Sasa unaelewa ile adhabu The penalty Penalty that the Lord assigned apostasy Ambayo Bwana anaiambatanisha na ukengeufu And based on the penalty na kulingana na adhabu ile then you understand hey, this person must have committed a very grievous crime basi waelewa kwamba eh huyu mtu ni lazima alifanya uhalifu wa kuuzunisha kabisa kabisa kosa la kugadhabisha kweli kweli dhambi ya kugadhabisha kabisa kulingana na vile ambavyo adhabu yake ni kubwa kabisa hata katika koti koti zetu za sheria hapa wakati ambapo adhabu yake ni kubwa si lazima ujue alifanya nini unasema kwamba huyo mtu ni lazima alifanya uhalifu mkali kabisa ule unastahili adhabu ya kifo haleluya hiki kitu ambacho wanafanya mizaha na makanisa hapa kitu hiki kinakufanya uangamize uzima wa milele na kisha ukisoma na kuendelea Bwana Mungu akasema basi huyu mtu amekuwa kama mmoja wetu kwa kujua mema na mabaya na sasa asije akanyosha mkono wake akatwaa matunda ya mti wa uzima akala He must not be allowed to reach. Did you understand the penalty that was being levied? He say, anasema, he must not be allowed. Yakuwa asiruhusiwe to reach out his hand. Kunyosha mkono wake na kukula. So you understand if you wanted to understand. Kwa hivyo iwapo ulitaka kuelewa the penalty adhabu that the Lord lays down on the table ambayo bwana anaiweka mezani he hammer, huh? kabla ya kugonga nyundo that penalty is he must not be allowed to reach out his hand adhabu hiyo ni kwamba na asiruhusiwe kuunyosha mkono wake and touch na kugusa the tree of life mti wa uzima and eat from it na kukula kutoka kwao